understands the rules and he follows them. Propaganda. The students like it, the parents like it, and best of all, it works. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Conversational Propaganda Podcast. It is uh, 8.54 a.m. in the morning time, in the Pacific Standard Time, and it's a, an absolutely beautiful day, and uh, I, I, I bought some, uh, some bread and some almond butter and some big old fat bananas, and, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking I'm going to make like a, like a toasted uh, almond butter and, and, and banana sliced uh, uh, sandwich here in a little bit. So you know what? I, I can't... Actually, you know what? I probably could complain if I thought real hard. I'm sure there's something I could find, but I won't. I won't complain because the sun is out, sun is shining. I have the ability to make a delicious and nutritious sandwich at any moment I desire. And, uh, and honestly, who, who, you know, what, what more could you ask for out of life? So, uh, anyways, uh, first story I want to talk about. So, uh, there's a, a, a story been uh, buzzing around, uh, making its way across the uh, uh, internet newsosphere. So, so there's this uh, digital artist, and he, he goes by, uh, he calls himself Beeple. Uh, Beeple, Beeple, Beeple. And uh, so, recently, he, he sold a, a, a digital uh, art collage of his. Um, it was sold at auction for 69 million doll hairs. Okay, so that's 69, nice, million uh, dollars. <clears throat> so uh, there, there's, there's two reasons why this is particularly interesting, okay? Because uh, the first reason why this is so interesting is because this digital uh, uh, collage that was sold for almost 70 million dollars, um, it's just a JPEG. There is no physical, uh, not a painting, it's not a, a sculpture, it's not any tangible uh, physical piece of artwork that exists in this three-dimensional reality that we're all trapped in, okay? It is a, 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 a digital image, it is a JPEG, uh, which is uh, incredibly interesting how somebody, uh, you, you may be asking yourself, why would somebody spend $70 million dollars um, on a JPEG, which I, you know what, right, hold on, let's, let's do this together, um, okay, people, okay, I am, okay, so, wow, yep, that is a digital art collage, I'm looking at it on my, uh, uh, um, Google machine right here, let me just go ahead and right click that, save image as, people, 70 mil, and uh, you know, uh, Bob's your uncle. I own that now. I own that, and it did not cost me $69 million, uh, which I totally have, and I could spend on it if I wanted to. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just lit lit literally downloaded this JPEG uh, that this person paid $70 million for. He doesn't get any, he gets, uh, the, what, he, what he bought for $69 million is a little uh, you know, certificate of authenticity saying that you are the sole owner of this uh, JPEG, so uh, that in and of itself is is I mean we're we're such a a, a completely absurd and crazy um, human species. You know what that what the hell is going on here, right? Y you may be asking yourself, you know, uh, much as I did, you know, Seth, why, why, 
Now you tell me why anybody would spend uh, almost seventy million dollars on a di- on a digital image on a JPEG that y- that that you can just download for free or look at for free or own or have as your desktop background. You know what? Let me go to that image. There's desktop background. It is now my desktop background. Okay. Once again, zero dollars. Uh, so why? Why would anybody do this? Okay, so the first thing that you have to understand is this this piece of, of digital art that was sold. Uh, it's it's classified. It's what's called uh, an NFT, uh, which NFT stands for non fungible token, which uh, sounds kind of quirky, right? It sounds kind of fun. Uh, what is an NFT? You might ask. Uh, uh, why would anybody sell a non fungible token? For $70 million? Well, first, I think it's important to understand what an NFT is, okay? So, to, to, to understand uh, uh, what a non-fungible token is, it's important to at least have a cursory understanding of uh, digital currencies and, and, and cryptocurrencies. And don't worry, I am not a crypto guy. Um, I, 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 I do not claim to have any sort of uh, authority to speak on this subject. I know that I am going to be left behind in the digital revolution and I won't have any uh, made up computer monies to buy cans of peaches for my bunker and I'm probably going to get killed in the post-apocalyptic, you know, hellscape uh, that, that, uh, that, that's that been coming for decades now. But, you know, uh, we all got to make sacrifices and that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. I'm not going to spend my time, energy, resources learning about uh, fake money when it's hard enough to uh, gain, uh, gather enough real money to keep a roof over my head. So I'm going to focus on that. And if you are really interested in learning about cryptocurrencies, I'm sure that we all have that one um, uh, 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 digital currency zealot uh, in our friends group with uh, uh, his uh, e-cig vape in hand would be more than more than happy to tell you all about uh, all of his uh, crypto wallet while he blows uh, strawberry pancake flavored um, uh, uh, vape smoke in your face. So, to to understand uh, non fungible tokens at, at least on, at a, at a conceptual level, okay. So think about it as it's the your what you're doing is you're um, being allowed to purchase some sort of digital asset. Right, whether it's a um, uh, a piece of digital art, right, like the the JPEG or um, some sports highlight clip on YouTube, you know, you got a thirty second clip of Le- of LeBron James dunking on somebody. Um, so you can use cryptocurrency to uh, effectually purchase that digital asset. Um, as I as I stated before, it it gives you literally nothing other than a little piece of paper that says, hey, congratulations, you own this, and you can lay your little head on your pillow at night knowing that you own this thing that also everybody else uh, owns if they have eyeballs or uh, ear holes or any other way to consume this uh, piece of digital media. Um, But it makes you feel good because you spend a whole bunch of money. Um, So uh, you're probably still... Well, well, here's the the thing. First of all, it's important to understand um, that art auction houses are uh, wholly unregulated okay and, and and so you're probably still asking you know seth now you tell me why you tell me why some uh unidentified rich shitlord uh just spent almost 70 million dollars on a jpeg 
it, it doesn't make sense. And it's not going to make sense to normal uh, working people who have health insurance deductibles and co-pays they have to worry about and kids to send to college and their car needs new tires. Uh, it, it's not going to make sense. You can't make it make sense unless uh, you do the thing that we're going to do. All right, let's, let's talk about taxes. So, so I'm not going to talk uh, in, in, in great detail about uh, taxes because uh, ostensibly if you're an American citizen, you have firsthand experience with the way we do taxes in America. Uh, you understand that, uh, you, you know, the, 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 the rich and the uh, hyper wealthy pay nothing or very little in taxes comparative to the uh, working class individuals who uh, hand over a relatively large amount of our uh, paychecks. And uh, instead of that money uh, turning around and, and being used to provide for the general welfare and the common good uh, through a sort of uh, a utilitarian philosophy for the citizens of the United States, uh, we understand that it uh, mostly all goes to a uh, absolutely bloated and grotesque uh, Pentagon defense spending budget, which... Uh, is then used to uh, just uh, kill a whole bunch of other other poor people all over the globe and uh, expand the reaches of the U.S. empire uh, across the planet. But but what are taxes <clears throat> supposed to be used for? You know, like what what's the why why do we tax our citizens? Right? I, I a lot of people I feel just don't understand this concept. And to to illustrate it, I want to talk about the. Um, <clears throat> The ancient Athenians, okay? So what the ancient uh, Greeks did in Athens was they, they, they placed um, uh, the, the, the role of, of taxation, they, they, they classified it as uh, an, an issue of ethics, right? And so, so what they had was, a, was a, what would be called today a progressive tax, like some uh, today are, 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 are calling for. But it was a progressive tax in which... Um, only the wealthy paid taxes. Only the wealthy paid taxes. And the, the, the wealthier you were, the more taxes you paid. But here's the kicker. Uh, taxes were not compulsory at all. No one had to pay taxes. So why did they pay taxes? Well, when you place taxation within the realm of ethics and, and, and you had an understanding that, um, that that the wealthy were um, allowed to enjoy this, this vastly unequal share uh, of the, the community's wealth. So, so the, the, the wealthy and powerful of, of ancient Athens uh, fully understood um, the, the reality that, okay, we live in a society with a finite amount of wealth, and, well, you know, aren't I the lucky one? Boy, I'm being allowed, afforded the opportunity to, to live like a king and, and live a life that, that, that ordinary men and women could never even dream of, okay? And if I want to keep this, this baby going, uh, I need to give back a little bit to keep the people happy with me. And, and, uh, uh, and, and it's even uh, the ancient uh, Egypt, they, they, they had parables that they would teach the young pharaohs, you know, 14, 15 year old uh, pharaohs, uh, pharaohs they, they would teach them these parables about uh, how far you can push people. Because even thousands and thousands of years ago in, in ancient Egypt, they understood when you live in a collective uh, with an organizational structure of, you know, uh, ruler and ruled or, or, or governed and um, governing uh, entities, 
there's only so far you can push people. There's only so much inequality that people will put up with before they uh, revolt or rebel. And that's not a fun time. And so I say all that, and, and now we're back to Beeple, right? Now we're back to Beeple. And the, uh, once again, unidentified uh, man, woman, cyborg, miniature horse, whoever it is that uh, uh, apparently just, just had a cool 70 mil uh, stuck between their, their couch cushions that they wanted to use to, to, to buy a, a goddamn JPEG, okay? And, and why are they unidentified? Because fuck you, mind your business, that's why, all right? <clears throat> you don't worry. You don't worry about what the rich are up to. You don't worry. You, 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 you sit down, you shut up, you stay in your lane, and you just watch your little bachelorette show, all right? Don't worry about it. So, uh, you know, up to this point, I still haven't answered. You know, Seth, now you better tell me why. Tell me why. This man spent this much money on a JPEG. Okay, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, it's greed. It's greed. It's greed. It's just uh, your normal, everyday rich people shit. It's just greed, okay? So uh, when I was doing a little bit of research for this show, you know, I was, I was uh, messing around reading some stuff, and I, and I, and I came across this. Okay, this is, this is incredible. Check this out. Okay, so let me go to this website here. Okay, so, so the website is www.groco.com. G-R-O-C-O. So you get here, it's Groco, and they call themselves Advisors to the Ultra Affluent. Okay, and I'm going to have a link down in the description to this, this uh, um, page. But So the article is called How to Avoid Taxes on Income from Selling Expensive Art. And I'm just going to read some excerpts uh, from, the, from this uh, article here, okay? So how to avoid tax, income tax. Okay, are you a collector of rare and expensive art? Are you tired of getting hit with high tax bills? Anyone who deals with extremely valuable collectibles like artwork knows how expensive these works can be. At the same time, anyone who tries to profit from his or her collection also knows how much the IRS likes to get its fair share. However, there is a loophole that can be very valuable to those who buy and sell artwork. Okay, and then the next header here, so it's, it's uh, very aptly titled, Buying Art to Avoid Taxes. <clears throat> and so it reads, uh, they are known as 1031 exchanges, and this is how they work. Many wealthy art collectors can, and do, save millions in taxes by essentially rolling over their profits from selling their collection pieces into buying more art. As the price of high-end artwork continues to rise, many collectors are taking advantage of this opportunity. Instead of paying millions of taxes on their proceeds, collectors turn around and put the money towards adding to their collection. While lawmakers may frown on this practice, it is perfectly legal and allows art investors to defer taxes of their income. Many art collectors have also been found an excellent way to extend the value of their holdings while at the same time avoiding letting millions get sucked away by the government. And I think that this is, this is an incredibly foreign notion for, for many, you know, everyday working people to understand, okay? Because yeah, we may, you know, what do we have, a few shekels, you know, rattling around in an old Folgers can somewhere. Uh, but, you know, what is it, 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Some other uh, um, percentage of Americans that is, is way beyond acceptable uh, can't afford a $400 emergency expense. So, so the idea, I think, to most of us, that somebody could have just 
so much um, extra, you know, disposable wealth that they just, they just don't know what to do with it, right? It's, it's, some people, I don't think you can really wrap your head around it. You just have so much money. There's no more bills to pay. There's no more yachts to buy. You have everything you want. There's nothing else to do with all this money you have, but you don't want the government to take some of it. You don't want it going back to like, you know, feed one of the one in five children in this country that, that uh, goes hungry or, or, or house, you know, uh, uh, any of the millions of people who are sleeping and dying on the streets. Like you don't want your, that extra income to go to any of that. So what you do is, you know, you dump 70 million fucking dollars into a, uh, a JPEG. And, uh, and, 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 and what do you know? Uh, can't touch it. But, you know, I think that this is something that, that everybody already knows, at least to some degree, you know, that uh, kind of the fine art world, you know, high art has, has you know, most commonly been used uh, as a way for the, you know, ultra wealthy to uh, hide their money. You know, because they all across the world, they have these, uh, you know, tax havens in different countries with these warehouses that they build that are, you know, climate controlled. And that's where they just store all these, you know, precious uh, uh, pieces of art in a, in a dark room somewhere, you know, as so, so essentially, and here's the really grotesque part about it is, is, you know, to, to put on my like, you know, hippie uh, art dude hat for a second here, get out of here, cat. Get bite me. Um, yeah, the, the grotesque thing is, so you're taking all these you know, because like, why do why do people make art? Like, yeah, yeah, it's to make some money, right? But like, w- w- why does an artist create art? It's to create things that are are are, are beautiful and and or or uh, poignant or expressive, to be viewed and appreciated and admired by other people. Uh, and so it's just such a bastardization of of the the concept of one of the most, in my opinion, beautiful aspects of the human spirit. You know, art. Ex, you know, uh, expression through an artistic medium, and in, 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 instead, it's just being used as a vessel uh, for uh, people that aren't human beings to uh, uh, hoard massive amounts of of, of wealth. Um, that's that's just the wrong people have all the money, man. the The wrong people have all the money. Okay, because because. Oh my God! Another. All right, let's get on to the next story, okay? Uh, uh, Kylie Jenner, okay. So, uh, you, you know, uh, Kylie Jenner. Obviously, in America, everybody knows she's just one of those people that we have um, in this country that are uh, incredibly, incredibly wealthy uh, because they're famous, and they're famous because they're wealthy, and it's like a weird chicken or the egg thing, and no one can figure it out. And it's like, well, I got spaghetti on the stove and I got to help my kid with their homework. So whatever, I'm I'm not going to, you know, I guess, I guess it's okay. But anyways, um, okay, close out of that screen. So uh, anyway, she, 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 so, so uh, her close friend and, and, and personal makeup artist was, uh, you know, tragically involved in this, in this pretty horrific uh, car accident and needs, uh, needed emergency brain surgery. So, and, and I'll stop right here, okay? So, the, the brain surgery cost $60,000, okay? And, and let, me, let me say something, because, because I think that we all probably have a shared experience 
of you know you're, you're scrolling on social media or, or or whatnot like how many times have you seen you know a, a friend or a coworker or a friend of a friend or whatever and, and they have this uh you know a medical gofundme or kickstarter or something because their kid has leukemia or their friend was in a car accident or it's and you know and and definitely on more than one occasion i have given uh more money than i than i really should have given my own you know personal uh, financial constraints um you know to these gofundme and kickstarter campaigns because it's just like how do you not like how how does anybody like you know uh look at a friend of yours child or something or 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 a fellow coworker you know uh, hooked up to uh, ivs and stuff in a hospital bed after an accident or something and 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 all they're trying to do is like hey I can't afford to like be taken care of. Can you help me? How do you not do that? Like, how, how do you not? Uh, it's, 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 it's unfathomable to me. It's unfathomable. Uh, anyway, so, 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 um, Kylie Jenner's, uh, uh, you know, uh, makeup guy needs $60,000 for, uh, emergency brain surgery. So what does she do? She, uh, donates $5,000 and then she spreads a GoFundMe asking her fans, to uh, help, you know, foot the bill for this, this, uh, for her friend's, um, uh, emergency brain surgery. And, uh, I gotta try not to puke in my fucking mouth right here as I, as I talk about this. Um, but, uh, you know, thankfully other people have already done the math for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading right here. So, 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 uh, Kylie Jenner's, uh, she has an estimated net worth of $900 million. Okay. So uh, what she did, donating $5,000 and then asking, you know, uh, her other poor uh, fans to foot the rest of the bill. So it's the equivalent of somebody with a $100,000 net worth. So, so if you had $100,000 in the bank of your savings, you know, I, I think I have like $2,000 in savings right now. If you had $100,000 in savings, it would be the equivalent of you paying $6.72 to foot the bill for the entire emergency brain surgery for your friend. So if you have $100,000, you could pay $6.72. Let's round it up to an even $7, $7 okay? So, uh, uh, you know, for, for, the, for the price of a movie ticket on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, you could pay for somebody's um, emergency brain surgery. And so I've seen a lot of people uh, making the argument, you know, well, she's under no obligation. Oh, so you're just saying that it's her responsibility to pay for this person's brain surgery? And here's the thing. No. It's not her responsibility to pay for this person's um, uh, 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 um, brain surgery. But the, the, the crazy concept here, how I define responsibility when it comes to, uh, you know, humanitarian issues, issues of, of, of personal ethics and like uh, decisions that you make based upon your personal value system. Um, is it her responsibility to to pay for this person's brain surgery no it isn't but that just means that she's an even more evil person because it, she has no responsibility to to, to 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 do this other than she has the means to do it so if if i mean because honestly if you had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and one of your friends needed emergency brain surgery would you give them seven dollars to to keep them alive and give them ex of course you would of course you would because you're an actual human being with compassion and empathy for your fellow human beings. These people are not human. These people are not human beings. The wrong people, 
have all the fucking money, man. That's what I'm talking about. The wrong people have all the money. We're told to constantly rely on the benevolence of billionaires as if we live in some sort of Athenian taxation system. But they've proven time and time again that they cannot handle the responsibility of having this wholly unequal share of the society's wealth because they they do not wield that power responsibly. If you can't spend the equivalent of $7 to pay for let's say she didn't even know this person, you know, uh, you wouldn't spend $7 to like save a stranger's life? Of course you would. Of course you would. These people are not human beings. There's a thing that happens. Once you your bank account goes one red penny over $1 billion, you get a little invitation in the mail. Uh, a golden plated invitation like Willy Wonka style and it, and it invites you to the, the Davos uh, uh, summit and when you're there you get taken into a back room and uh, they, they peel off your skin and they give you a reptilian uh, suit to wear okay uh, because all these people are just ghouls they're fucking ghouls in reptile suits that zip on human suits to blend in with the rest of us okay that's why like simple concepts such as Simple value judgments like, hmm, spend $7 to save another human being's life or, uh, uh, you know, uh, toss out the, the, the equivalent of, you know, 57 cents and then ask the rest of the pores to, to, foot the, to foot the rest of the bill. What kind of person makes that decision? These people are not human beings. Normalize hating rich people because you fucking should. You fucking should hate rich people because they fucking hate you. But, but anyways, let's, let's go back to taxes. Let's go back to taxes and Beeple and NFTs before I you know, keep going and, and tell you how I really feel uh, about rich people. So um, another thing that I came across. So, so if you remember, right, uh, uh, $70 million for a JPEG from Beeple, you know, happy for him. Hey, go live your life, brother. Spend that money. But listen, the, 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 the reason why I take issue with this is because we need to determine as a society if if we're okay with uh, allowing these like hyper affluent people and and I'm I'm re- I'm not talking about your friend's dad that owns a jet ski dealership that is that's a multimillionaire and whatever and he has a helicopter I'm not talk I'm talking about the people who like literally you have to sit down and like take a college level course for a semester to even try to begin to understand actually how much money these people possess because it's that unfathomable of a concept okay to understand how much wealth like one individual person we're allowing them to have okay um so so you have 70 million dollars spent on a jpeg that i earlier in the episode downloaded for free and made my desktop background so 70 million dollars that that somebody hey congratulations brother you have successfully uh, uh, shielded your wealth from the government. The only loser is Uncle Sam, and in this case, Uncle Sam is me, you, and the rest of the poors. Okay, so I guess we're the only losers, and and who gives a shit about us, right? Uh, and so congratulations, seventy million dollars safe from taxation. Well, what types of things could could seventy million dollars uh, uh, be spent on with regards to if it were uh, uh, to be to 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 be a subject to taxation? What types of things could you do with $70 million? Well, uh, in, in further research for this episode, I was digging around and I came across the, um, uh, a website, the Tequila 
if you know uh i live in the pacific northwest Tequila is like a, a, a relatively large you know kind of metropolitan area and i came across this memo um from the Tequila school district and it's uh school meals the actual cost of serving our kids okay so yeah, hold on a second here let me go to this second okay so yeah, so, so this is like a, a little uh, newsletter sent out by the Tequila School District, and, and uh, essentially what they're doing is they're trying to um, um, let parents of kids know that um, they're struggling to feed uh, the children in the Tequila School District um, and, and uh, healthy meals, okay? So they're talking about, I'm just going to read some excerpts here. So, so how much money on average do we have to spend per meal as we plan our menus? Cost of labor, equipment, utilities are backed out. We have $1.15 to spend on food. Yes, barely more than $1. Right off the top, milk costs about $0.25, cents, leaving $0.90, cents, $0.90 cents to provide a fruit, vegetable, protein, and grain. You know, um, but you know what? We actually find ways to do it. And if you've ever been to our cafeterias, you'll see some kids actually running to get in the food servings line. It's certainly not perfect. And we may not excite and satisfy every kid at every meal, but given the challenges, we do the best we can. That's why one of our most important goals is communicating to students, parents, and educators some of the challenges and financial restraints we overcome to serve nearly 4,000 meals every day. That's not to say we are not open to suggestions, but because creativity is key when we are seeking to feed our students fresh, nutritious meals. Uh, while meeting federal and budgetary requirements, I welcome input from. So pretty much. You know the Tequila School District coming out and saying like, "Look, we don't have the money to give your kids uh, like actual food. Okay, we have a dollar and fifteen fucking cents for every meal, and we feed four thousand kids. A okay, so let me get out the calculator here real quick. Okay, calculator. Okay, so so let's say that instead of a, a you know a dollar, uh, let's say that these these this the school district had five dollars to spend on each meal to to give the kids an actual healthy nutritious meal um you know for for growing kids let's say that they got five dollars okay five dollars times four thousand kids a day and you know what let's go crazy let's say that they're in school for 365 d days a year due to my poor math skills okay 365 how much would it cost 7.3 million dollars 7.3 million dollars so for that, that's an entire school district, 4,000 kids a day, it would cost $7.3 million if you fed kids for every single day of the year. $7.3 million, okay? So imagine what you could do if somebody was actually taxed on their uh, uh, $70 million JPEG that they, that they uh, spent money on. That's the point I'm making when people, if, when we allow the hyper-affluent to evade taxes and to, to, to hoard this wealth, it is money that is being stolen from working class people. And, 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 and it means that we can't do things like feed our kids nutritious meals, invest in the future generations, provide something like Medicare for all to take care of this country's citizens when they're sick. America is, is, is in a nation in a crisis of poverty. And, and here's the thing no matter where you fall, on the, the political spectrum, no matter what you're, regardless of your views of government, um, I'm sure that you can agree that, that uh, there are things that we are consistently told we can't have. Ways that, you know, things that would improve 
uh, the standard of living in America, things that would make our lives easier, we're consistently and habitually told we can't have it or we can't afford it or what have you. But it's not true. We can afford it. We, but it's, it's everything is a choice. The choices that we make or the choices that are made for us when we choose to not participate. And, you know, up to this point, the, 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 the choices that have been uh, uh, made for us have been rather than investing in the citizenry of this country um, and providing everybody a decent standard of living, dignified work, um, you know, the, the ability to be taken care of when you're sick, disenfranchised or, uh, you know, rut, you know uh, fall on some hard times. So. To bring it all home, let's, let's go back to ancient Athens, okay? The, the thing about the uh, ancient Athenians' tax structure was that, like I said, it was not compulsory. And what you had was you had these uh, uh, ultra-wealthy individuals of ancient Athens literally competing at times um, to, to, to try to provide the most you know, net benefit to their society. Because what they got in return was, was what all rich people really want. You know, if money didn't exist, what would these types of people want? Adoration, love, you know, blessings doted on their, on, uh, upon their feet. Uh, and people willingly did that for them because they understood, oh, these people, they pay for all this. We, we have a, a, a nice festival or, you know, this, uh, some sort of uh, infrastructure of ancient real. All the, all the things that we still look at today were kind of built with those uh, funds. Um, and so, so it's not hard to understand that when you have a, a taxation system like that, where the wealthy willingly uh, give back to the society uh, from which they've benefited so much, uh, the rewards, the return on investment is, is, is just incredible, right? So you would have to understand that w when you have a society where the, the ultra-affluent uh, uh, are allowed to just hoard all of the wealth of the society and not contribute back, and then uh, the, the, the standard of living for the majority of people, the, the consensus just keeps getting uh, worse and worse and worse, then you can expect in return, instead of you know, uh, ad, ad, you know, adoration and, and, and love coming back your way, you're going to get hate and, and guillotines and uh, all sorts of uh, violent rhetoric because um, uh, not only is it uh, immoral, it's immoral, it's not right, but most importantly, okay, aside from any sort of uh, uh, ethical conundrum, it is not sustainable, okay? If you look at, look, look throughout all of human history, why we have arrived at this point where we're at right now is because the entirety of human history, of, of the history of civilized uh, uh, society has been a, a chronology of, of people throughout history saying, hey, we think you have too much and our lives are too hard and we have too little and we don't think we're going to let that happen anymore okay all throughout history that's happened time and time again which is why we are now in in a uh, uh, given the context of history a pretty uh, more equitable uh, situation aside from like america in the mid-century you know when, when you had uh, high taxes on the rich strong social safety nets the uh, unionization rate was way up there, right? Um, and then we've kind of, you know, ha had a, a somewhat backwards trajectory since then as we've allowed, uh, you know, a, a handful of people to accumulate such uh, um, uh, masses of wealth. So, uh, anyways, 
the moral of the story is we're all terrible people, but uh, Kylie Jenner is an especially terrible person. Uh, rich people ruin everything, including something as, as beautiful and worldly as art, and that uh, uh, taxes are good. And when we allow uh, the hyper-wealthy to participate in tax evasion, uh, it, it, is, it is quite literally uh, a reverse Robin Hood type scenario in which uh, we allow them to steal from the poor uh, uh, to give to the wealthy. So, anyways. Today's episode of Conversational Propaganda has been brought to you by the ghosts of the titans of industry and robber barons of the Gilded Age. So, uh, big thanks to them for making uh, this episode possible. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, get on out of here, go downstairs, and eat me a toasted almond butter and banana sandwich. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Anyways, thanks for listening, folks. Love you all. And uh, don't get angry. Get organized. He understands the rules, and he follows them. Propaganda. The students like it. The parents like it. And best of all, it works.